Well, hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Dr. Joe Galati podcast, broadcasting high above the Texas Medical Center in Houston, purveyor of all things related to the liver, health and wellness, nutrition, food and cooking, and all-around doctor banter and witty repartee with our experts that visit us. Our website is drjoegalati.com. If you'd like to send me a note, subscribe to our newsletter, or even see me as a patient. If you want to call and be part of the program, dial us at 888-438-9431. And now, on with the podcast. Every Sunday between 7 and 8 p.m. we are here. The name of the program is Your Health First. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Don't forget, drjoegalati.com is our website. And on the phone tonight, no stranger to Your Health First, my sister, (laughs) Celeste (laughs) Zerberini, is calling in from... New York. Um, New York. <laughs> Coming in from New York. And if you don't remember, Celeste is a nurse and she has performed a number of duties as a nurse, uh, including hospice care and, of course, floor nursing in the traditional sense. What are you doing now, Celeste? Why don't you explain to everybody? Well, right now, um, I'm working for um, the state of Connecticut, um, their insurance company, which is called Husky Insurance, which um, services all the Medicaid population. So I'm a nurse case manager, and what I do is I give um, educational counseling to all of our members when somebody is discharged from the hospital um, or they're diagnosed with something new. I just help them transition through that process, you know, teach them about their new meds and you know, better health habits and diet and exercise. So I'm, I'm, I'm a virtual health coach, basically. It's all telephonic. I, I do go out into the community and see my families once in a while because I like to get that face-to-face, you know, um, visit in. But uh, so that's basically what I do, and it's, it's great. It's great. We're helping a lot of people, a lot of people now that are, you know, coming across the border that don't have um, insurance. We're insuring them, and we're getting them proper health care. So right. Now, at the, it's, at it's the end good. of the day, I would say, mm-hmm. as, as a nurse, you are teaching and educating about health and wellness. Absolutely. You know, there's so much more. You think of a nurse as doing bedside, which is great. I mean, a lot of nurses are, do, are doing bedside care and in the hospital, and we can't live without them. But when you transition into the community setting, Everybody needs education. You know, some people are educated people, and they just don't know about healthcare. They right. just don't know how to take care of themselves. So it's so right. vast. And yeah, so and I, I would I would think people that are listening tonight, they may say, well, you know, I have a master's in biochemistry. I'm an engineer. I'm an architect. I have a business. So I, I look, I know the health issues. But mm-hmm. I would say, and I think you would agree, that doesn't guarantee that you're doing the smart thing to stay ahead of the complicating factors that we all face. Oh, absolutely. And you could be the, and, and I have a lot of patients, you know, through my years of experience that are well-educated people. But when you throw a diagnosis at them, just something like diabetes, that's, that's new territory. They've never had anybody in their family diagnosed. They don't know the first thing about their meds, about balancing your, your proteins and your 
fats and your carbs, right. sugars, you know, it's, it's a whole, you know, different perspective. And it would be ignorant to think that I would know everything about, just because I'm educated, I would know about engineering or something right. of that sort. So I think we all need a little bit of a health coach, you know, along the way. So um, whether that be a nurse or you, what you're doing, which is great on the radio, um, you know, so I think everybody needs a little bit of help. No, they they do. And, and uh, you know, one of the challenges where we're all living longer and the risk of us getting a chronic disease that doesn't kill us, but does, it, in a sense, disables us. So when you look back 100 years, people that had heart disease, kidney disease, diabetes, there was a good chance that their life was going to be cut short. But now we have all of these medicines and therapies and diagnostics Mm-hmm. that we're living with the chronic disease and those that do the best are the ones that manage that disease but the cornerstone is really education and knowledge absolutely i just had an in-service yesterday from one of our diabetic nurse educators um, talking about diabetes obviously and she said that you know treating diabetes specifically is 99 percent in the patient's hand Right. You could. You have to take the medications that you're prescribed. You have to abide by the diet that's prescribed. You have to exercise. So if you do what you're supposed to do and what you're educated to do by your doctors and nurses and your whole team, then you're managing it, and that that's powerful for you to be in charge of your own health care. It's it's, uh, and that's what I try to empower my patients that you are in charge of your life. Nobody else is going to do this for you. We can guide you along the way. That you're in charge. Right. Um, now, the, the the main reason for getting you on tonight, I have, number one, been thinking about this, and I've been talking about this with my patients more and more, I find. And it it is all based on my personal experience and, and yours as well. So as a refresher for everybody tuning in, uh, a little over a year ago, Dad, our father, passed away at the beautiful age of 97. Mom had died a few years earlier at 88. And so I'd like to think that we have the longevity gene on on our side. But the key thing is, mom and dad really took care of themselves. Do you want to just comment on that before we get into this any further, Celeste? Yeah, and, and I know you've talked about it a lot on the radio. Mom was amazing as far as she was way ahead of her time. Um, she always cooked real food, you right. know, fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, fresh everything. Um, so we grew up with that, you know, and I've raised my kids to be that way. So I think we have a little bit of a, a head on most people because I know a lot of my friends of the same age, they didn't grow up like the way we did right. as far as food being such a uh, such a big part of our lives and, and, and good nutrition. And is um, it, let me, he, let me just stop you there. Would you say it is fair and we're not, uh, you know, you, you, your friends are going to be listening tonight, of course, but are, <laughs> are, 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 is it fair to say that some of those are plagued with chronic disease that could have been prevented? What are you saying? Some like, well, I mean, if they, if they, ours? if they ate better, if they had a well, better foundation. Well, it's funny you say that because I was talking to one of my good friends who I went to college with. Um, she's not a nurse, but we had gone to college together, and she's had a weight problem pretty much her entire life. She's, she's obese, um, and she's waned on and off. She's lost some weight. She's gained some weight. And today I was talking to her. I had a long drive to go visit one of my patients, so I was chatting with her, and she said, I cannot do this. I cannot lose the weight. And unfortunately, both of her parents died very young. 
Um, and she has this stopping point that can't get her to do what she's supposed to do. And she's educated. She knows she has to eat right. She knows she has to, you know, have a balanced diet. Right. And the advice I gave to her, she's a sugar fanatic. She loves her sugar and she loves her Coca-Cola. And I said, listen, just a moderate lifestyle change. Just cut the sugar out. You know, it's going to be hard for the first couple of days, but your body will feel better. You won't have aches and pains. You will lose weight. Right. You'll feel better. You'll sleep better. So I think it's just a matter of, you know, giving, imparting our knowledge on our people, our friends, yes. our family, our listeners, and and just making those simple lifestyle changes. You don't have to go on Weight Watches and all these crazy diets. Start changing what you can change, and then once you start seeing the positive effects, then it should snowball into you saying, okay, you know, this is this is kind of working, and let's right. see what else I could do. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, looking at um, our parents, mom and yes. dad, and, and, you know, again, I keep my fingers crossed that there there is not a lot of disease in our parents, but mm-hmm. tell me how you, at at this stage in your life, we're both in our 60s, mm-hmm. that you look at mom and dad almost as a window into your future, because I, I, that is what I've been doing lately. And yes. I've been trying to I tell have, my, I've been trying to tell my patients that to say, if you want to see how the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years is going to go, look at your parents. So mm-hmm. with that question, how do you look at yourself and how do you look to say, I better do X to prevent Y? Big question, but what do you think? Well, I, I think I, I think about that a lot, too, because it's funny because after dad passed away and then we lost both of our parents, you know, somebody had said to me, you know, we're next, <laughs> you know, we're next in line to, to go. And, and that kind of hit home a little bit to say, OK, now I am I'm going to be 62 next month. Um, I'm in fair. I'm in good health. I don't take any medication. I don't, you know, I exercise and I eat fairly well. But it has really been embedded in my brain. Like I have to do everything that I can in my power to live a long, beautiful life, like mom and dad did. Now they taught us how to eat well, and I and and I think you and I both have that. Uh-huh. Thank goodness for that. Um, but I'm I'm hyper focused on eating fresh food. Um, I think I mentioned to you earlier that I started doing an intermittent fasting program where now I'm, I'm just watching what I eat. I only eat during a certain window of time. I've increased my water intake. I'm exercising more. And I think it's all because in the back of my head, I'm thinking of what mom and dad have taught us and how they lived such a, a long life. Um, but but they weren't really into exercise, right? No, I mean, they, they no. ate well, but they didn't exercise. So I think that's where you and I maybe have a little bit ahead over them because we do exercise. Yeah, and you know, I was, I was, I was thinking. <laughs> I was a week or so ago. I was at the gym on an elliptical, and to mm-hmm. my left and to my right were two really old women, and Love I'm it. saying to myself, <laughs> "Mom would be caught dead in oh, no, sneakers in sweatpants." <laughs> On an elliptical at a gym. Could you figure that? No, she 
she wouldn't do it. She wouldn't put the sweatpants on. We tried once to buy her sweatpants, but she, you know, she was an old school God lover, you know, but they didn't exercise and they didn't really promote that. Um, I know you played sports when you were younger. I played some sports, but it wasn't really a thing. I know when I was in my younger thirties and forties and I was running a lot, mom would say to me, Oh, you better watch yourself. You know, don't sweat too much. So that wasn't part of their lifestyle. So I think, that's something that we're doing. We're taking on ourselves to say, okay, yeah, eating well is great, but you have to have some form of exercise, whether it be yoga, Pilates, cycling, walking. Walking is a beautiful thing. Right. You know, I got a, I got a knee replacement a couple of years ago because of all my years of running, and I walk a lot, and it's just, it's great for your body. It's great for your mind. You put some good tunes on, and it's it's your time. You know, yeah. It's time to take care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Celeste, we're going to take a quick break here. Okay. And we are talking with my sister, Celeste Zerberini, a nurse in New York. And we're talking about looking at your parents, dead or alive, and trying to figure out how you are going to model yourself. Stay tuned. Final segment coming up. We're right back. Final segment of Your Health First every Sunday between 7 and 8 p.m. DrJoeGalati.com is our website. I am on the phone tonight with my sister, Celeste Zerberini. How's the music selection for you tonight? Oh, it's so, great. It's sort of that. I feel like we're, we're back, in, back in New York, yeah. living, living at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spinning the records. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, look, you know, if you can't have fun doing this, what the hell are we doing, right? Is that... Hey, you have to have fun. No matter what you do, you got to put a smile on people's faces. I know, day. I know. And it's through the music we play here. So we were, uh, we Celeste and I were talking about looking at your parents, our parents, as a window into your own health future. And I would say that is probably the most valuable bit of information all of you have Now, you may say, my father drank, my father smoked, my father was, you know, 200 pounds overweight, I'm thin, and I exercise. I think that is good, but Celeste, what would you say to somebody that said, oh, my mother, my father, they were in terrible shape, I'm going to do my own thing. I I can't model myself after them. They're not a good barometer. Well... I mean, there's, there's some truth to that, but right. I think it's it's always where you can always do better. You know, you right. look at somebody, you look at the role models that you had in your life, and some people, unfortunately, didn't have... We were blessed, Joe. You know, yes. we were blessed with unbelievable role models as parents, and I know that's not the norm for most people, right. and I see it in my in my population with my patients. But I, what I try to impart on my, my members and my patients that I talk with, that it, this is your opportunity to take your life and do better right. for yourself, for your children. And, you know, I'm at the point now where I, I want to live a long life. I have a lot more years that I want to live. Right. I have seven grandchildren now, and, and I want to be a good role model for them. Yeah. You know, so I think it's it's all about accountability. It's all about taking control. 
And, you know, some people say, well, and, and I think it goes the other way where some people will say, well, you know, I live like this and I lived on processed food, so that's all I know, so that's what I'm going to do. Well, that's a terrible excuse. Right, right. It's and what I, what I find myself I've been doing is, and we're in the era of digital photographs, um, you know, just old, old-fashioned, you know, paper-printed photographs. Mm-hmm. I will look at them and I will realize that this was 1988 when this picture, let's just say me, you, and dad. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, 1988, he was born in 1924. He was, you know, whatever age old. And I'm like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. Did hey. I look, do, or did I look better at his age? Or we're almost at the same age. You I know, think we look better. <laughs> you know, and I think we're healthier. I mean, yes. even though they ate healthy, I think the component that was missing for them was exercise. Right. That's my belief. Right. Um, and and so right? I look at that. I it's it's and I guess the bottom line here, Celeste, is that this wellness thing or the prevention of disease or limiting the disease is an active process. And so in my brain, I look at a picture of dad or mom and I'm like, gee, when let's say I graduated college or medical school, they were 55 years old. And I'm like, did I look like that when I was 55 or when I was 38 years old? That's what Mm -hmm. dad looked like. And we were on vacation and we were all little kids. I don't know. I look at it, but as as much as we love them, I I say to myself, yeah, I mean, it is different, but- can I do better than them to stay healthy? Now, am I going to live, instead of 97, I'm going to live to 98? You know, I don't know. I could only hope so. But right. I think you have to constantly work to prevent something else that may be brewing that you can intervene. Absolutely. And I think it's a big part is to listening to your body and not ignoring signs. You know, I, I heard recently of a, a, a person who I'd met whose wife started getting a little bit of swelling in her legs, a little short of breath, ignored it, ignored it. She was in virtually good health. She dropped dead of a heart attack. Right. Um, so those little signs that, you know, your body gives you, because your body's always talking to you. You know, so I think to not ignore signs and then on the flip side, it's prevention, you know, right. to just take better care of yourself and be conscious of what you eat because it is that to me. I'm I'm on this, you know, eating right, um, you know, mission right now. And but the, but I that really has been your whole whole life, I think. It has, but you know that. Listen, we're all human, and you know, uh, you know, I live now with with my daughter and her family, and um, there's always some junk in the house. You know, Easter came around, the Easter baskets, oh my goodness, you know, so, you know, picking at the candy here and there, and picking at this and picking at that. Um, I think we come from a family of pickers. Yes. You know, so so those are the things that I have to bow out and say, "Mm, no, you know, maybe once in a while as a treat, but not here and there as I'm passing by, grab a Reese's egg, you know, um, those are the things that you have to be as we get older, you have to be more aware of that. Yeah. And it's not total deprivation. Listen, we, I still live and I still, you know, eat some things that maybe I shouldn't, but I think the main focus has to be, you know, on a daily basis, eat right, healthy, organic, fresh, fruit, you know, foods, 
you know, uh, yeah. you know, using smart oils to cook with, you right. know, no deep frying and things like that. That's right, going right. On. And, know, I, and I think when, when you look at your friend group that, and, you know, some are newer friends, some are friends you've had for 40 years, mm-hmm. what would you say if you could tell them one thing, sort of like what you would you were mentioning about your, your other friend you talked about, mm-hmm. but... What would you say, and and this is for everybody listening tonight, the two or three things that are within your grasp to change now, and it doesn't take money, it doesn't take extra training, but it's stuff that you could do right now. What would you say? Well, I think the biggest thing, and I think everybody struggles with this, is carving out some time for yourself, whether it be going, and it doesn't have to be for a five-mile walk, but just... Take some time before you go to bed at night. Say, okay, tomorrow this is my schedule. I'll be able to get a walk-in or a workout-in or something in for myself at this time. You know, from 5 to 6, before I eat dinner, I'm going to go out for a walk. Even something as simple as taking a bath. Giving yourself some time to yourself. Get off the merry-go-round for a little bit and just, just be within yourself. Do a little bit of meditation. Try to find that peace within yourself. And that's something I've really been trying to focus on lately, and it's been extremely helpful because we get so hyper-focused on our family and our job and our neighbors, everybody around us, where you need to, I think, start, once we get into our 60s, I think we have to really start looking at ourselves and taking better care of ourselves. Absolutely. Um, So just those little lifestyle changes is key. It is. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. All right. Well, Celeste, always a pleasure having you on. You always deliver a good punch here. <laughs> and we will continue talking, and I really appreciate you coming on tonight. Oh, I love it every time, Joe. So good right. talking to you. All right. All right. All right. I'll Take it out. Have a good night. All you right. bet. Love you, Take too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. All right. That's my sister. So glad she was able to come on. All right. Well, we're going to end here. With a simple song, I Can Help. We are here to help all of you. Dr. Joe Galati, every Sunday between 7 and 8 p.m. You know where to find us. God bless and be well. If you got a problem, don't care what it is. You need a hand, I can assure you. Thanks for listening today to our podcast. Don't forget, for more information, check out drjoegalati.com. Information about my book, Eating Yourself Sick, is available there, as well as our clinical practice, radio program, and social media links. We need you to be part of our tribe and community. Until we meet again, I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Ciao.